0: Welcome to the
1: battleground. Today's Friday, uh April. April the 16th. I was about to say August. Probably wanted to jump start uh the the, the the year. But, anyways, uh what a week, man. Uh, as you know, we have changed our schedule. We're gonna be focusing um a lot more on our on our Spanish content just because uh we need to get our message out. We really need to get our message out and Fridays uh battleground is going to be a week in review so it's gonna be a lot of fun we're gonna have a lot of guests we're gonna be uh bringing the heat and we're gonna bring it right away uh our first guest right now is uh director for mrc uh jorge bonilla um jorge welcome to the show man uh you've been on here before you bring the heat we appreciate you brother
2: thanks it's great to be back
1: absolutely so much going on this week uh just keeping it straight to the media um, wanted you to touch about uh, the Radio Caracol issue, and then we can go into uh, CNN, James O'Keefe, censoring, uh, you name it, wherever you want to go,
2: man. Well, look, uh, Radio Caracol, because you mentioned it at the top, um, a Newsweek piece just came out. This has been ongoing this week, where this, this local AM radio station in Miami has been sold to a conglomerate that owns a TV station called America TV. which produces conservative content. They want to take the station and make it into a conservative radio station. And so they fired uh, some personnel, as is their prerogative, as is their right. It is a privately held organization. And they fired a popular host who happens to be uh, a liberal. And they fired him because they want to make the station into a conservative Spanish-language radio station which is consistent with hey, what I How dare they, Jorge? How, how dare, dare they? they. Huh? <laughs> you know what you said that and I'm thinking about in, in, in Greta Thunberg. How dare you? But how dare they? That's
1: right. Hey man, you know, you gotta be part of the Latinx community, or you're not or you're not part of the community at all, right? I mean pretty much you know. pretty much
2: that's how they want to make it. So the you, you have this newsweek piece that comes out. Bashing the sale and saying, "Oh my God, it's disinformation!" And there's more right-wing disinformation in Miami because they tell people that Democrats are socialists and that liberals are socialists and that what Joe Biden wanted to do was socialism. And then you have the Congressional Hispanic Caucus, which, by the way, this looks really strategic because the first piece comes out, yeah, and the Congressional Hispanic Caucus comes out, and you got which, Ruben is, which is
1: which is all Democrat, by the of way, because they admit they don't admit. Republican members into that caucus.
2: This is the joke, is that they that part of their complaint was that they valued the importance of of di- many ideas and diversity of thought. But when Carlos Corbello applied to be a member of the Congressional Hispanic Caucus, they rejected him. Yep. So somebody please tell me about how much the Congressional Hispanic Caucus values diversity of thought when they didn't want Curbelo. When he came before them it's and
1: a said, "Carlos is Carl an old friend of mine, man, and I remember this, and you know, and, and we knew the right. outcome. He he knew he was going to be rejected, but you know, he did it just to prove a point, and he proved the right.
2: point. You know, there's no yeah, the, the diversity is only skin deep. There's no diversity of thought. None. So these guys now want to flex to the FCC and get the FCC involved and call for an FBI investigation into the sale of Radio Caracol." and it's it's concerning because now they want to they want to leverage the full power of government into stopping a privately held radio station from putting out content that could be considered in opposition to the current democrat regime to the current democrat party and for this to happen ivan on the same week when democrats are talking about gun control and about confiscating firearms and grabbing people's guns and they're talking about packing the courts. You know, they whine a lot about being called socialist, and oh my God, it's disinformation.
1: Yeah.
2: Hugo Chavez did the same things. Hugo Chavez did the same things in Venezuela, guys. He re- where he went for the guns and he took away people's guns and he packed the courts until he got a Supreme Court of his liking that would rubber stamp all of his socialist policy. And yep. then he came for dissident media and confiscated and seize radio stations, and seize licenses, and shut down newspapers. And now you got these Democrat goons, there's there's no better term for that, yep. doing the same exact thing. And yep. then they whine about being called socialists.
1: Yep. It's absolutely amazing, man. It's absolutely amazing. And we saw the uh, Project Veritas stuff come out. Um,
2: it's part of the same, it's all in the same vein. They got him. Look, they got O'Keefe. Uh, Twitter got O'Keefe because he exposed CNN. There's no, there's no other way to describe it. I mean, you know, when 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 the way that technical director spoke about manipulating people with fear and about throwing up the statistics and and pumping fear and about how Zucker called into the control room and said, "You're not, you're not holding me right now. You're not holding on to me. Put them numbers back up. Put that fear factor back up." Yep. And how they would push, you know, how the agenda was to get Trump out and how they would push stories that would advance that. And by the way, the Russia hoax collapsed this week. That was a big story that they devoted time to, to the alleged bounties on, on American groups oh, in, in Afghanistan. The the story turned out to be hot garbage.
1: Hey, where, and where did they hide that? Did they hide that on page 32 in the bottom corner or somewhere? Because uh, I, I didn't see anybody really talk about that. Uh, right
2: below the death notices. Yeah, right below death notices. That's basically. So nice. Right yeah. below the obituaries. Um, Amazing. And they ran with that. And you know what? When we see what Twitter did to James O'Keefe um, for exposing all of this, no. this is pretty consistent with what they did with the Hunter Biden story. Yeah, where they That's shut they, down the they, Hunter Biden story. It's identical, they
1: right? It's identical. Yeah,
2: it's it identical. went down after the New York Post, and but the difference being that they can that they suspended O'Keefe entirely. Um... And we'll see. That's going to go to court now. He's he said that he's going to sue. He's claiming that uh that Twitter's basis for getting rid of him was uh that he that he had multiple accounts.
1: Yeah, that he was operating fake
2: accounts. Yeah, which which he claims is false. So now that'll go to court, and that'll be litigated and decided. But that goes the point, uh, you know. And there's there's some defamatory grounds on on which he's going to sue. As Wolf Wagner points out in the comments, but uh. That goes to show you the extent to which big tech and and corporate media work hand in hand yeah. to suppress the flow of information and and to keep the pay the people in a state of fear and in a state of, of oh, all you can do is is be locked up and not go out and work and let this COVID control your life and let Democrats control your life. It's pretty obvious. That's what we saw with uh with 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 this O'Keefe stuff news has given away to being propaganda
1: yeah mean. it's absolutely crazy man hey uh jorge we have our next guest uh john wolf wagner he's a former assistant secretary uh over at the va and uh hh of oh, the trump administration i'm gonna bring him in. hey wolf
0: thanks for joining us brother we appreciate you good morning everyone hello jorge hello ivan good to see you guys,
1: guys. and likewise uh you know, uh, Jorge with MRC. We we're just—I uh, think you're in the green room on the backstage hearing in. So wanted to uh, to to have you join us. And uh, I mean, I know Jorge has to jump soon at some point, so um, it'll be an easy transition that way. But uh,
2: so let me take the off ramp right here and and, uh, and just say thanks for having me on. You can find us at uh, MRC Latino on Twitter, MRC Latino. You can find me at Bonilla JL. And you can find us at mrclatino.org. Uh, thank you so much. It is it's great as always to be on Battleground.
1: Awesome, brother. Uh, can't wait to have you on again next week, man. Thank you again.
2: Looking forward to it, brother. Thank you. Take care, Wolf. All right. Take care. All
1: right. Hey, Wolf. So, uh,
0: whoa, man, dude, what a week, dude. Uh, it has been crazy. It has been crazy. I wanted to jump on what Jorge was talking about with uh, – uh, the Russian uh, thing that he was mentioning about, I was just reading in The Federalist where they were reporting how Liz Cheney was one of the the loudmouth, loud pieces of that was uh, pushing was that. Yep. So we're looking at the number three person in the House, you know, pushing a false def- uh, and very inflammatory narrative against the president for personal gain. You know, yeah. I hope I hope that this is another thing that just puts an end to her tenure in the House.
1: Oh, man, liberal Liz better get primaried and she better get ousted. And, uh, you know, if I win the lottery, man, I'll self-fund her campaign myself. You know, not her campaign, her opponent's campaign. Her
0: opponent's campaign, yes. That's
1: right. That's right. Uh, you know, we need to get her out of there. She's uh, she's just bad news, bad news, fake news. And, uh, you know, she's a rhino, man. She's a rhino. She's part of this, you know, establishment uh, group that – you know, all they really care about, Wolf, and you know, let's let's be frank here. You know, is you know, is personal gain. You know, they line their pockets and make money, and they get and they get more power. And you know, what have they really done for the base of the Republican Party? Really, nothing. That's why. That's why people like Newt Gingrich came. That's why people like uh, like Donald Trump showed up, right? Um, that's because, what. They, that's what
0: brings them in. Is yeah. is if they if people yeah. truly want change? But there's so many of them that have, you know, infested into the swamp, it's just hard to get us there. Uh, that was something that was discussed last night. Uh, looking at, people should look at, others are wanting this change. That's why they keep voting in the Trumps. That's why they keep voting in even the AOCs. You know, yep. they were looking at something change there. That's why AOC was brought in by the Democrats and her party. She, they wanted change on how they were doing it. The wrong direction, unfortunately but they're saying uh, that what their people are saying is the Congress just does not do what they want, you know, their, their legislative body to do anymore. It's really sad.
1: It, it's crazy, man. And, you know, you heard, uh, you know, all this stuff with, with the media and, um, and you know, that they're, they're, they're totally corrupt. The censoring that's going on is, 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 is out of control. It has to be out of control. I, I'm looking at censoring right now. Uh, uh, I was trying to share this show on on a couple of uh, Trump groups, and I, I got blocked by Facebook. They said, uh, "No, nope, uh, you're you're not allowed to share. You know for you know for for right now. Uh, if you want to appeal, uh, then you know you have to submit something." I'm. Uh, that's the kind They're of they not
0: blocking you completely off the off of the platform, but they won't let you do anything once you're on it. You can't right, go anywhere. Right. They're limiting who can see you. Who's yep. got access? It's it's a shadow banning.
1: Yeah, peddling. That's why. That's why we're on iHeartRadio. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. You know, Google, Amazon Music, and Audible. You know, the the strongest and most listened to platforms in the world. And uh, anybody and anywhere can listen to us and and uh, at, at any point on demand. And that's what we have. If, we- if I
0: understand oh. it right, didn't uh, Pence or somebody announced that they're on Rumble now? Didn't that just come out? Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: we're, we're, we're on Rumble and on Instagram TV. I don't know how much okay. you know Instagram TV is working for us, but you know, Rumble is definitely where it's at. Uh we, we totally killed uh YouTube because uh the first show that, that we did when we came back from Battleground with video that you were yep. on, uh yep. they actually took it up, took it down. They took it down and uh and, and they gave me they sent me an email with a warning saying, um, you know, any any discussion or mention of a fraud in the in the general election uh, will be taken down, and a repeat offense will be will bang. you will be banned,
0: completely banned. So, and then on Monday, if I if I uh, read reports correct, Lindell's new platform yeah. is going to stand up. Yep. So maybe that'll be another one. Uh, although it, the reports that I've read said something about no bad words or anything like that. So I don't right. know how they're going to police that one. Yeah, uh, That would ban just about everything, including kitten videos on some That's places. Right. That's right. Uh, so I don't know how they're going to, to work with that.
1: It'll be interesting, you know, and, uh, and Trump's supposed to be coming out with something. So let's see what that looks like. But and know, is that
0: the one Trump is going to? The one that Lindell is that supposed know. to be it? Or is it I
1: different? I, mean, I think uh Trump's is supposed to be different. Uh you know, they they've said that uh that his um he was on he was on um on, on Gorka yesterday and he said sometime in June, right? So sometime in June, his own thing, um, it doesn't sound like it's gonna be uh, you know, Mike Lindell. So we'll see what it is. I think, you know. I'm looking forward to it. I'll certainly support it. I know that. Absolutely. I mean, I I think out of the, you know, 90 million, you know, followers that he had on Twitter, he'll get, you know, at least half, right? Right away. Um, And that's a big following. So, uh, and then everybody brings in everybody else. So, it should be fun, man. It should be a lot of fun. Hey, but, you know, uh, talking, you know, with with Jorge and MRC, you know, we had him earlier on the uh, the Spanish show, on a Politica de Washington, D.C., and we were talking about the media censorship and, you know, how all this stuff just c- continues to, to go on. And I commented that how CNN, when the, um, you know, when the uh, George Floyd trial started, they were stuck on that 24-7. And all of a sudden, when the witnesses started coming in that didn't benefit the narrative, they cut they cut coverage. You know, CNN isn't covered covering the uh, the trial anymore, right? Because you have or
0: MSNBC back when you know certain things after Trump was working on the vaccine, they just completely cut away, wouldn't carry the White House things anymore.
1: It's absolutely crazy. So, you know, this um, packing the court business, um, Joe Biden saying that uh, uh, amendments aren't permanent, you know, referring to the Second Amendment that he wants to uh, do away with. Um, green new deal, this, you know, infrastructure bill, not now all kinds of things are infrastructure. He showed a, a, a lid of some box and he said that that was infrastructure. Bernie Sanders said eyeglasses and, and, uh, and root canals are f- also in infrastructure and, and really anything that has to do with, with a person's health is infrastructure because it's called human infrastructure. There's anything
0: that they can hand them money over. If they can give them money and just redistribute the wealth is basically what it is.
1: So what they're going to do is they're going to pack this thing up. Um, You know, it's going to be probably around $3 trillion. Um, I don't know how much of that is actually going to fit any, fix any potholes or any uh, real infrastructure, but it's going to be, you know, a $3 trillion giveaway. You know, it's going to be, you know, Biden and the liberals with a goodie bag, handing it out to everybody, turning America into Venezuela. How do we recover from that, Wolf? Um, Are we going to be able to stop that? Is Manchin strong enough to stop, to hold a no vote against his party? Because they can't do anything. They're not going to be able to pass all this radical agenda if the Supreme Court stays as is, right? Because you can't take away The second amendment, you can't go to these radical things that are unconstitutional.
0: Well, Uh, we thought we thought the argument on the second amendment was fairly pretty much over when Heller was passed on. And that's why they really haven't seen the next cases come up. That's why they need to
1: kill the Supreme Court, right? That's what I'm saying. Do you think they can kill it? Do you think Manchin Votes with but us. There
0: are two two senators that have come out to say that they are definitely not going to uh, do something against the filibuster. That they are not going to change the current rules as they are in the Senate. If that hangs there, then they are. There's no way to get over the hump in order to kill the filibuster and allow a simple majority of 51, uh, which would include uh, the Vice President throwing in a vote. Then it's, it's, it's a stop until 2022 and then we can get things turned around right now. The best thing that we've got against this is hold on, make sure that Manchin and the others are that, you know, don't want to kill the filibuster, uh, remain that way until
1: 2022. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and I agree with you, uh, ho- hopefully, hopefully there'll, there'll, there'll be a, a few, you know, Democrats, not just one or two. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I I don't know, man. I don't know. Um I, I think, you know, Nancy Pelosi has been pretty, pretty strong in 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 whipping the vote on, you know, in the House and and Schumer has too. Uh he hasn't had a lot of dissension, you know, up in
0: the Well, state. I don't understand. There's uh Nadler saying that he can get this, you know, to the floor, but there have been reports where it says that Nancy Pelosi is not willing to bring that vote to the floor. So I don't know. You know, I'm wary of anything that Nancy says publicly. You never know what she's going to do really in the background. And if Nadler is coming on saying, hey, I'm going to push and push and push until I can move this to the floor, that remains to be seen. I'm, I'm going to watch this with a very, very wary eye.
1: Hey, you know, the, the other thing is, well, he, here's the deal is she's going to hold on to this because she wants to make it. She wants to make sure she can galvanize her base, right? She's going to use it for midterm because she knows that she doesn't – if she doesn't rally the troops, they're going to get slaughtered in 2022 if we're able to stop fraud, right? If the state legislat- uh, le- legislatures are able to pass, you know, laws to clean up, you know, these 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 loopholes or frauds schemes that, that you know, like Georgia has done.
0: Um, well, I don't a- think the states that that really need to do that, like Pennsylvania, like Michigan – uh, possibly Wisconsin. I believe that there's some stuff pending in Wisconsin legislature that yep. may fix that. Yep. Uh, Minnesota, uh, California. I don't think the states that really need to fix their problem are anywhere close to getting to do that. Uh, yep. Pennsylvania, if I'm not mistaken, have not passed or even proposed any uh, bills that they would bring forward to address what happened in 2020. Right. So we've got to really look at the states that you know, Alabama, I mean Texas is you know, it's not as much of an issue.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh Tennessee or just throwing out some states, North Dakota, whatever.
1: Well, Georgia's important they
0: really aren't the issue.
1: Yeah, but Georgia's important,
0: you know. Georgia's very important. Florida's yeah. important. And yeah. you know, those are the ones. And and I believe Florida has already said that they are not going to allow anything that uh, makes it uh makes remote voting or mail in voting any more accessible than what it already is.
1: One hundred percent. 100% and I think that's going to be great you know but if, if you know if we can prevent fraud widespread fraud like in you know 2020 we should be able to take back the House so she's going to hold on to this bill to try and galvanize her base and say you know the Supreme Court we have an illegitimate court like all these clowns came out yesterday saying you know members of the House and the Senate you know Democrats on, uh, at their press are saying that you know the 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 Supreme Court was uh, illegitimate that uh, that the Republican Party had stolen three judges and that uh, even if it wasn't popular to add and expand the court by four judges, you know, later in time in history would uh, would judge it as the right thing to do. So they know they don't have the the, the support of the people, the will of the people behind this. But I think they're going to try and do it anyways. You know, if, uh, if, if they're going to get slaughtered in the midterm, this is the only thing they could use to galvanize them. If they think they're going to somehow miraculously, uh, you know, win in the midterms, Then they'll hold it and wait for, you know, for a couple of seats that they can pick up in the Senate and uh, and ram it through after the midterms. You know,
0: I don't think they have any chance of picking up any more seats in the Senate. They have a far more likely scenario where they lose seats in the Senate. I think that's where it's going to go. Um, And and the, the next part of that is, you know, pushing for D.C. statehood. That's been in the news all over the place. That's going nowhere. It's nothing more than a. A, you know, a gesture on the, the House's part to say, yeah, we, we want to see D.C. as state receive statehood. They can't. That's going to require a constitutional convention. And if I'm not mistaken, passage by two thirds of the states. Right. That will never happen.
1: And it's the same thing with Puerto Rico. Right. So it's the exact same thing. They're just playing a game.
0: Right. Yeah. They're just trying to, to again, like you said, uh, galvanize the base, you know, keep them focused on their issues and, you know, retain their, their seats of power. I don't think that's going to happen in 2022 or 24. I, I think they've, they're have they going to see it coming back hard on them. Biden has just not been able to step up the, the first, what, 96 days that he's uh, been in the presidency. Um, we've heard more out of Obama than we've heard out of uh, Biden so far.
1: What, what do you think is going on over there?
0: I, I think it's, it's a real mess for them. Um, he hasn't done any real... Uh, substantive uh, uh, press events. He really hasn't gone anywhere. He's stayed away from the border. He's stayed away from you know any other uh, spots with uh, live uh, presentations. You don't see him traveling much outside of going back to Delaware now and then. And uh, I just think it's a very, very weak presidency. I think we're, this is going to be the weakest presidency since Carter. Yeah, yeah I agree.
1: I don't think that's uh I don't think that's gonna be very debatable. What do you think about Kamala Harris? Um, she is now the uh, immigration immig- immigration Czar um, she's, who I has get- made
0: absolutely zero uh, inclinations toward you know resolving this or addressing the issue hasn't spoken out on it. Uh, and I think she's got a real issue with every time she seems to get stressed, or is talking about a controversial issue, she starts to giggle and laugh. And I think it's a what's real problem to be able to seriously that? discuss any issues that's facing our country. Can you imagine her getting up and giggling and laughing in front of Putin or uh, the Saudis or anybody else? Do you think she, they're going to let somebody like that go meet with uh, little Kim over in North Korea? I, I can't see it. This, this is a real trouble spot.
1: And now she's going to Latin America, or she's going to Guatemala, I guess. Um, but the signaling and, and what's been being heard is we heard Mallorca say that, uh, lo and behold, uh, walls work, right? Um, they didn't say that they're going to go finish building the wall that President Trump started. But um, but what he what he said was that he needed to uh, you know plug some gaps. <laughs> um, so in other words, he's going to finish the wall. Um And then, you know, the the stay stay in Mexico policy and the agreements with the Mexican government, with Lopez Obrador, where uh, Mexico was going to guard their southern border and their northern border to prevent these caravans of people to uh, come to the U.S. border. Um, Looks like it's going to be that, but on steroids. So now it sounds like they've talked to not only the Mexican government, but the other governments, and now the other governments are going to put military presence on their borders so that their uh, citizens can't escape. You know, Didn't
0: Guatemala push back against that? Didn't they yeah, say, Guatemala, no, that wasn't part of our agreement? Guatemala. So they're that's not false reporting?
1: That. Yep, yep, yep. And, and they're
0: one of the leading countries that's, you know, where the people are moving through or from uh, up into Mexico and to the to our southern border is through Guatemala correct so if they're not going to do anything or they haven't agreed to do anything what real effect will it have well uh, Mexico unless Mexico
1: probably, does if, right unless Mexico does right but you know here's the deal it looks like you know they're gonna have no choice but to go back to the Trump policies right if they do something if not then it's gonna to continue to be you know this uh out of control chaos at the border and you know the media is not reporting it uh, they don't call it a crisis Um, you know, I I don't know, man. I mean, you know, Biden has... Border
0: well, this- Patrol has already asked to go back to the Trump policies that uh, to at least, yeah. you know, move toward that so they can stop and stem the flow and deal with what they've got right now because it's not going to ebb or, or slow down anytime soon. We're going into the summer months. It's only going to get worse.
1: Well, a lot worse, a lot worse. What are you hearing? What are you hearing
0: as far as that? Nothing so far. I do know that uh, my friends in the security business see it as a real problem. Um, and you see the uh, governments down in Arizona and Texas and those places, you know, calling on declaring a local national, local emergency uh, in order they, so that they can bring out additional help uh, possibly bring in their local national guard uh, under state uh, control and not let them federalize it. I, I think that you're going to see that being the next step in Texas and Arizona I don't think as much in New Mexico, but you're going to see the national guard being called in by those States to try and deal with this.
1: And then
0: that that puts the potential that, uh, Biden federalizes them to take the control away from those States. That will bring this to a real head. Wow.
1: Wow. That would be insane. That would be insane. Is Biden really, uh, calling the shots here or is it, uh, or is he more, more of a puppet and you have that, uh, Susan Rice, uh, Barack Obama, you know, type coalition. Works yep, yep, exactly. Yeah.
0: It's, it's something that is very worrisome. Um, the, the different uh, factions within the White House and how the White House operates and the structure, they have enough power as it is uh, for any under any president. But with a president, an absent president like Biden is, um, it's even more so that falls to somebody like the chief of staff being the one who's really the, the control, uh, function inside the white house and the administration. So I really think it's the chief of staff that's running things over there.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And we're hearing a lot, you know, that, that, that it's, you know, Susan Rice and others that are, uh, that are pulling the strings as well. So it's complicated, brother. Hey, you know, you are uh, former assistant or the beat ass over at, uh, at, at the VA assistant secretary over at, uh, HHS. Um, you've been in the middle of this, uh, operation war speed. The, uh, the president's tremendous success in getting vaccines out to the American people. Uh, Biden, you know, had to, had to, uh, you know, uh, wipe egg on off his face from, uh, saying that, uh, that there were no vaccines and no plans or anything when he first no showed plan. up, totally ridiculous, right. you know, we're, we're vaccinating, what, about 3 million people a day now, thanks to uh, Donald Trump. Um, wh- where do you see that going? I mean, um, uh, obviously, you know, the, uh, the. do you think those benchmarks still hold that, you know, everybody will probably be vaccinated by the end of the summer? Um, or, or? I,
0: I think so, if especially if they can get the J&J uh, formulation back into uh, production and out there to the people. I know it's paused. I know nobody is destroying Uh, The vials of the J&J, they're waiting to see if there's any other tests or anything any other indications that uh, further restrict them. But I think they're going to open that spigot back up before too very long and we'll be back into the 3 million-plus people getting vaccinated. I do know that uh, there was a report I read this morning that of the 66 million, that it's 0.0008% that have had any kind of recidivism or have gotten back uh, or have gotten into the disease. So, you know, the likelihood they put it was uh, to get the disease. Is that of a 20 year old driving 17 miles each day to work the same uh, chance you have of having an accident. If you're 20 years or older driving to work 17 miles, you have the chance of getting the uh, COVID if you've had the vaccine. In other words, extraordinarily low. It's about fifty-eight hundred people out of the sixty-six million uh, who have gotten the 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 COVID, even after receiving the vaccine, and of those sixty percent or more were over the age of (coughs) sixty-five, and they believe that better than fifty-eight percent of those had some sort of um, uh, immunodeficiency in being able to resist the disease. So they were in some way, you know very, very uh, prone to get any kind of infection or disease, no matter what. So their uh, uh, bodies were not able to fight back uh, against it. So, you know, that's still a small, very infinitesimal amount of people that you can get the disease or get sick. Uh, And even all of those that were uh, uh, getting back, get the disease after they got immunized, uh, apparently the severity was very low.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Hey, we have uh we have our friend uh Jorge Arisurieta who's joining us. Let me see what that looks like. I think he's in his car. Hey, are, hey, are you in your car, buddy?
3: I am, I am. I'm gonna pull over here and make sure I can concentrate yeah. on you. The,
1: life yeah, don't have a wreck, the the life of a Floridian, Wolf. Um, you know, what can I tell you? Look at him with his Miami Dolphins uh, teal shirt. Um yeah. And it looks like it's nice and sunny out there, man. Uh, you know, I envy you and uh and I know me and Wolf will be down there very soon, brother. We'll be down yes. there very soon. We uh Sooner we got, than later. Yeah, we we're 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 packing as we speak right now, you know, getting out of the uh get getting out of the uh liberal wasteland, as you call it. Wa- the nation's capital.
3: You're welcome. You're welcome to come. We uh bring your money, spend it.
1: That's right. Well, we're actually thinking about moving back <laughs> Going back home, going back home. Hey, you know, Wolf was just uh, joining us. I don't know how long you have, Wolf. If you want to stay on or not, we wanted to talk a little bit about Florida. But since you're a Floridian, I decided to uh, to add uh, Jorge to our to our segment and uh, and have him brief us. Give us a brief on Florida. What's the latest and greatest? Um, we know Ron DeSantis is kicking ass. Thank God, doing an excellent job down there as a governor. The economy's humming. Uh, more and more people seem to be moving down to Florida every single month. And uh and we saw something that uh that I wasn't expecting, to be honest with you. Uh former president Trump endorsing Marco uh for reelection. That was, so that, yes. So that uh that 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 takes any primary away, I think, um and, and probably settles um all efforts on, on re electing Ron DeSantis, right? I think that's a strategy. Yep.
3: Yeah, I kind of uh I... That kind of makes sense. It was surprising some would bet on on the president either having it, his own candidate or or not being involved, which probably is not something he could do easily. Uh, but good for good for Senator Rubio, he was able to get uh, former President Trump's endorsement, and that should definitely be very helpful to him to to focus all the effort on the general election because uh, uh, he's probably going to be opposed. So now he doesn't have to spend money in a primary. So that's a, that's a really good thing for the party.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that's going to be huge, and and you know that takes. Uh, and, and I think you know, um, Matt Matt Gates having a little bit of trouble right now also probably contributed to that as well, right? Uh, what do you think, Wolf? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I think it's true. I think that uh, Gates's uh, drama is still playing out. I think in the end uh, he'll come out ahead in this. Uh, I don't know that he's going to have a whole lot of support uh, coming out of the Trump camp until this gets passed. Uh, but the more we see and the more we read about, uh, that's actually being able to get out there. The more you see it's, it's again, it's a bunch of fake news so far.
1: Yeah. Amazing. Hey, how do you see the governor's, uh, campaign right now? How do you see him standing clearly, um, from a national perspective, Jorge, um, you would have to say that Ron DeSantis is a front runner for 2024. How does he stand for reelection in 2022 in our home state of Florida?
3: So undoubtedly, he's uh, he's become the uh, the uh, Republican governor with the, uh, gotta say, most effective track record on managing, handling uh, COVID and uh, immunization and everything else, uh, which which is the most important, I think, uh, litmus test uh, uh, right now in our political process, uh, especially for someone who was uh, a a Trump supporter, given you know the. Uh, unfair uh, heat and um, you know media bias that the president got during COVID, uh, yet DeSantis was able to sort of manage that, overcome it. And by the way, not, not by not fighting with the media, he's been actually very firm and clear in his approach uh, in dealing with the, uh, the media's bias and the biased media and the fake news. And the approach he's taken has been uh, an articulate fight, but a pushback. He doesn't really accept much of it uh and not just the 60 minutes uh, fiasco which was a fiasco like probably never seen before in the last few years i mean we know about their bias but the extreme where they took this one was just totally out of control incredibly unprofessional and just really uh really foolish because it really discredited them in a big big way well and they keep juggling that- down
0: on it there they're, there's no mea culpa from them at all either
3: it's just an outrage. It really is an outrage. I'm not sure where that's going to end, but you have a governor who's obviously not, not afraid and he's firm and he's clear and he's unequivocal. And I think that in today's political process is absolutely required. Uh, You you have to, you know, speaking of doubling down, you have to double down when, when, when you're in the right uh, and not uh, be, be afraid of that. And and I think that's among the skill sets that he has that has been really uh, to his benefit. And um, I think all roads lead, uh, you know, re- lead through a re-election. He, he has got to have a a, a very uh, successful re reelection uh, with a good, nice margin. As you know, he was elected by a very narrow margin, uh, and and that has to be uh, that has to be improved. Uh, not because you don't you need it to win, but just because to to position yourself as a strong candidate nationally, obviously. Should be uh, a strong candidate in your own state. So I think I think you and I think you will get that done. I'm not pointing to it because I think it's an issue. I just think it's an important step to take. Uh, and you know, there's there's a lot of history to, to gubernatorial uh, candidates, popular gubernatorial candidates running for re-election, and how they approach that campaign. If you approach a campaign solely focused on a presidency, I think you really risk uh a lot and if you focus it on doing a darn good job like he's doing in the state uh i think that's where you really uh overcome uh, whatever obstacles you have and you achieve greater success uh it's not an easy thing to do it's very easy for the handlers and just for the natural thought process to focus everything on you know how is it going to be interpreted if i'm a presidential candidate but you know i think that's always a mistake and i think uh, the governor's got a great team around him and he's got a great head on his shoulders and he will run it like he should, which is you know, reinforcing his record as governor and, and, and talking about what he's going to do as governor and worry about that next race whenever that may
0: happen. Uh, otherwise, Tell me if I've if my perception here is wrong, Jorge, but I've seen it uh, from the DeSantis camp and understanding some of the, the background politics in Florida. DeSantis does not want to be seen as a disciple or anything like that of Trump. He wants to see aligned with his policies, aligned with his vision, but his own man and that he is willing to step aside or push back a little bit, but under, he under, seems to understand that what Trump was trying to do and part of Trump's populist appeal were the way he did his policies and the way he approached how to deal with them, and that he has worked well with the president, the former president. Uh, again, they go back to where they played golf together a week or so ago. So I see him as not wanting to you know, jump in with Trump so much as – I will stay along and work along with you and work with your people. Uh, but I'm going to be my own type of person. Do you see this kind of how he handles those type of things?
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's the way he's handled uh, uh, his his role as governor as well. Supportive and loyal to the president, but um, always trying to be considered his own man. Because if you look at it, it's really the only way you can get elected because of the reality uh, the, the, Trump, the Trump endorsement might, might, might definitely give you a, a strong lead in the primary, all things being equal, but it's not going to guarantee a general election victory, uh, at least given today's political environment. So, I think politically speaking, it's a smart approach, and I think just from a uh, from a from a perspective of, of, of being being uh, perceived and, and, and accepted as, as your own person, I think it's critical. I think any candidate running probably he's going to take that approach, uh, assuming that he has other primary opponents in the party. Maybe not. Uh, but if if uh, if you take that approach, it's always safer uh, than, than if you take an approach of being uh, his man 100%. The irony here is that if you remember this primary, uh, when the governor first ran, uh, he was not the favorite until President Trump endorsed him. Right. And then overnight, he, he gained 20 points, and, and Adam Putnam... Uh, dropped 20 points and never came back. So it's an interesting balance that's got to be played here. And I think that reality today is no different than it was back then. Then you got to deal with a general election, presumably after being nominated. So I think it's a long road ahead, but but I think it's probably the approach that he's going to take is going to be exactly the one you mentioned.
1: Hey, uh, Jorge, my, my, my follow-up to that is, so we've seen very, very close elections in Florida Except for 2020, right? But but before that, we we've gone through some you know real na- nail biters going all the way back to, to 2000, right? Um, 2020, Trump was able to uh, push the spread. Then he won over five percent, right? Five point three or something like that, five and a half points. DeSantis won um, also by a nail biter, right? When he won his uh, his election. How do you think 2022 looks like? Um, is it going to be another nail biter, or does that Trump spread carry over to uh, to Governor DeSantis? Does it does 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 he get any any of that benefit? Does he get it all?
3: I, I think, well, first of all, as you know, in Florida, we uh, were uh, we're a purple state. If there was ever a purple state. Uh, in the way we vote, uh, in the way we're registered, we, we are, are, are far uh, are outweighed by Democrats, uh, and there's a good number of reasons for that. The panhandle, the northern end of the state, which is and has been Democrat for centuries, uh, well, for a century plus, um, probably will never change, but they always vote Republican on statewide elections, not just federal elections, but statewide elections. They, they have consistently voted um uh, Republican, go conservative, so that reality is probably is a constant. If you add to that the reality of a midterm election, uh, which is always what it is, as history has shown, that the party opposing the the party opposed to the White House is usually uh, who does well and does better. Uh, at the rate we're going with the performance of this administration with everything that's unfolding based on everything that was expected, because none of it is a surprise, even though the candidate denied it uh, or didn't answer a question, but the reality is being uh, clearly seen before our very own eyes, I think you're going to have a groundswell of opposition and enthusiasm for the Republican candidate. Uh, in that case, I think Governor DeSantis is going to benefit from that, uh, you know, uh, you know, with or without a Trump endorsement. I think that endorsement will be there, but I'm just saying that, that the reaction to the performance of the of the White House uh, is going to be what it is. And I think that's going to be a great benefit uh, to Republicans uh, in this state, perhaps even pick up some congressional seats. Um, Not that we didn't do well in this last go around because Republicans, especially in Dade County, you know, picked up a couple of seats, uh, not to mention Donald Shalala's seat uh, and and the seat now being held by uh, by. Maria Vida uh, Salazar, oh, which yeah. is Shalala's seat, and Jimenez uh, 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 Debbie Marcel Powell's um, a seat, which uh, she only held for one one term. So I think that, that, that trend is to our benefit, and, and I think it's all gonna come together very nicely. I don't assume it, I think we gotta work towards it, but I think it's very likely.
1: So, so, so he does get a bump, you think? There is a bump.
3: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. We look at, we look at, uh, we look at Jimenez's seat, right? That was, uh, it was Debbie's and then it was Carlos and then it was, uh, Joe's and then it was David's and then it was Joe's and then, you know, it was, uh, Mario's for forever before redistricting. So, do you think Jimenez holds that or is, you know, what, what what happens with that seat? It, it, It seems like, um, it, it, you know, he didn't win by, you know, two votes, right? He, he, he got a little bit of a spread.
3: He clearly got a Trump uh, bump there, to say the least, uh, undoubtedly. Uh, and um, he, he ran, uh, he ran the campaign cl- you know, closely aligned, clearly aligned to, to President Trump. And, uh, you know, I. Out of the gate, he's doing a good job. both of them are actually doing a very, very good job. Very visible, very active in their in their district, and, and in D.C. Uh, just just really knocking it out of the park. Well, by the way, so did Carlos Corbello, uh, who was a phenomenal congressman. Uh, you know, more more of a uh, uh, you know traditional Republican, middle of the road, whatever the the the, the, uh, the term the uh, juror is on 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 a traditional Republican. I think if I let Ivan uh, Wolfie, might call him a rhino, uh, but I, um, <laughs> I, I I I will defend my friend, uh, former Congressman Corbello, because I think he was a spectacular congressman in a very in a very uh, tough district, uh, no differently the district that exists today for Salas and and Jimenez. Now, uh, Jimenez, uh, Jimenez is is more a traditional Republican, uh, uh, more more a rhino, if you will, but you would. Theoretically say that's probably the ideal person for a district that is clearly not just leaning Democrat, but it's 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 plus 10 Democrats. So I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I would hope he keeps it. I think he will do a good job. Uh, I think that Trump's uh, involvement may again have a lot to do with it. We know he's to a playing districts all over the country. Uh, he has had, you know, the president's endorsement the first to go around. I can't imagine he won't again. So we'll see. Uh, but it's very interesting in a district where, where it clearly has shifted back and forth almost almost to, to, a, to a T cycle after cycle, like you said earlier. Uh, both of these districts, the, 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 the elected zone last more than one term, and it goes right back to, to the other party. Uh, I think in this case, we may keep it because a midterm election is not going to be favorable towards Democrats, in my opinion. Yeah. Not I, at all.
1: No I, chance. I agree, man. What do you see? Uh, what about the uh, I four corridor, man, and uh, and uh, Puerto Rican vote that 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 Orlando Tampa hub, uh, Wolf's old uh, stomping ground over in Clearwater, Pinellas uh, County. That's right. How do you see that playing out? You think there's going to be a big turnout? You think uh, turnout's lower? Or uh...
3: yeah, Puerto Rican vote is a very interesting vote because. It's traditionally been Democrat, uh, uh, consistently Democrat, with the exception of, of a few uh, Republican candidates that have been able to turn them out. President George W. Bush turned turned out uh, Puerto Ricans. Governor Bush consistently, uh, Jeb Bush, turned out Puerto Ricans to vote Trump. And um, I think it has a lot to do with the individual, like most issues, but specifically, I think, with Puerto Ricans. Uh, it, it, it is generally the case that to vote Democrat, but it depends on the candidate. I don't have a sense for what Governor DeSantis has done or not with the Puerto Rican community. Uh, but he's done a good job of, of reaching out everywhere. So if he does a good job in working them when it matters to them on issues, assuming he falls on the right side of the popular position, which is not going to always be the case, uh, he may have a greater uh, support from that community than you generally, generally would assume would be the case. But, but I, uh, I think in the last couple of elections, they have not been decisive uh, uh, votes, if, if you will. Uh, there's been a greater migration clearly since uh, since the different natural natural disasters in Puerto Rico. Uh, uh, I mean, there's always a natural migration to Orlando to Florida, and there's just been a greater one. Uh, we'll see what it, kind of impact that has on the next election. But I, I think if it's, it's a community that if you work them, you might get their support. If not, you probably won't.
1: Interesting. Anyways, hey, Wolf, do you have anything uh, you wanted to add uh, or or ask Jorge?
0: No, sir. I'm good to go, and thanks uh, for having me on today. Jorge, good to see you and talk to you again. And, Ivan, I really appreciate the chance to to chat with you guys. Appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Hey, Wolf, where where can can people follow you on social media? Are you on Twitter, Facebook? Where where are you?
0: I'm on none of the above. Uh, The only thing that I care about (laughs) is uh, my LinkedIn, where you can find uh, John Wolf Wagner, um, if anybody needs anything find me there
1: fantastic hey wolf thanks for coming on board man thanks for being on the show you're a trooper man thanks for your service as well take care everybody bye-bye absolutely hey buddy so uh m- m- more on a on a personal side now uh what is the real estate looking like down in florida because you know i'm ready to pack my bags and head down there and uh you know i don't know what to tell you man uh i i'm hearing uh like 10,000 people are moving into florida a month is that possible? Is that real or?
3: Those are the numbers that you hear out there. Uh, uh, those are, those are very, uh, very real big staggering numbers, uh, which is great for, for, for business locally. Um, uh, uh, great for most sectors, not so great for locals, uh, wanting to be able to afford a home. Right. Um, uh, yeah. but yeah. you know, that's, you got to pay some price for all the benefit, but the yeah. economic impact of that migration is, uh is very very large especially when most of the um, most of the um, home buyers are in the upper echelon of the of the uh, of the market so yeah. it's 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 broken records on on home prices yeah. uh, locally and probably will continue so um, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's California it's New York it's probably a couple of the northeastern states all the all the high taxing over regulated states for some reason want to want to want to get out of there
1: no no surprise. well I hope it's uh it it's good republicans moving to good red states and it's not uh liberals trying to uh move to a to to good red states and uh and and flip it blue. That's my only concern about that, you know. Um I I really hope that uh, that you know that they 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 don't show up there and start voting like they did in their old states cuz that would be uh that would be destructive. That would be destructive, you know. Well, I guess
3: we're. That's a, I guess we're. That's a risk you know, take, right?
1: Yep, I guess we're gonna find out. So, how do you? So you like DeSantis now? I'm assuming you're. Uh, you're pro the governor. Are you seeing anybody uh, that's that's that would even dare challenge him in a primary? No way, right?
3: I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, you don't hear of anybody, nor do I think there is anybody that could. Uh, you do hear about uh, former governor, current uh, uh, congressman Charlie Crist uh looking at running again as a democrat. Uh you hear you hear about uh um uh secretary of um um oh my lord uh, Nikki Freed who's uh, the only Democrat cabinet member Secretary of, of Agriculture uh looking at doing it. She's the only Democrat, only statewide elected Democrat uh looking at doing it. But I don't think either one of those uh have the uh, political muscle to be able to to beat the governor. Um, but there's still time, so who knows who else might, you know, you might get a state senator um, from somewhere uh, decide on it, but I don't really think he's got competition. I uh, I really believe uh, it's near impossible for a Republican to want to oppose him and really, really difficult for a Democrat to think they can beat him.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think the guy's solid. Uh, I don't think he's going anywhere. Jorge, thanks for, uh, thanks for being on Battleground, brother. I appreciate you where can uh, where can people follow you?
3: Uh, well, you you can follow me on my on my Twitter handle uh, and on my which I wish I knew it by by uh, by heart, but I can look it up real quick. Uh, and also on my um, you know Facebook and Instagram. I'm one of those that's still still hanging out to Facebook, uh, although you probably are going to fault me for that, right? Uh, uh, but uh, you can follow me there. Let me just give it to you real quick here, if you don't mind. Holding on, one second. Can you hear me? Yeah,
1: Ho- Jorge, uh, at, Ariz. Jorge Ariz.
3: Jorge Ariz. Yeah. Jorge Ariz, just the way it sounds, right? On Twitter at j o r g e a r r i z, Jorge Ariz 14 on Instagram, and my entire full name, uh, Jorge L Arizrieta uh, on Facebook. I think you've got it spelled underneath there. So uh, those are the three. Uh, those are the three uh, ways to, to get me uh, to get me on. Um, um and I'm usually very responsive so feel free to reach out
1: fantastic brother I appreciate you. and we'll see you next Friday man uh I'll back on battleground for the next Florida update I appreciate you thank you sir all right take care awesome so you've heard uh you know we've heard uh, a a lot of information as you know before this used to be law enforcement Fridays we are not giving up that component of the uh of the show yet uh we are still uh we're Doing like a week in review, as we were saying, uh, but we're still keeping the law enforcement piece. And our next guest, Saul Ayala. Uh hey, Saul, thanks for being on the show, brother. Um, sorry, I I I know you were waiting on there uh back, backstage. I saw you, uh, but we were wrapping up with with some of the other segments. Hey, it's been uh it's been a crazy week. Um I know you and uh I know you and Robert had, a had a bunch of stuff that you guys wanted to, uh, wanted to focus on. Uh, we, we have about, you know, uh, we have about five minutes, so I just wanted to give you the floor, let you, uh, let, let you tell us what your updates are, what's going on, what's happening. I know there's a a whole bunch of stuff, so, you know, tear it up, brother. I appreciate it.
4: Oh, thanks for having me on again. I, uh, I talked to, uh, Robert, he, he might be on here really quick, uh. One of the things he and I were talking about was the unfortunate, uh, shooting, um, uh, uh, with the, uh, uh, taser mistake that occurred. Exactly. The other day. Exactly. And there's been, uh, a few, uh, uh, well, Harold Rivera for one, uh, making a, a ridiculous opinion about what should be done uh, with the taser and, and, uh, and with uh, firearms, um, I'm not sure if Robert ever carried a taser. I did. I was in um, in uh, the patrol area for for a few years later on in my career. Um I did carry the taser. I did use it. Uh, what upsets us and what we see happen a lot, I think younger officers are relying on that taser too much uh, from the very beginning. i've I've seen uh, videos of officers threatening people with the taser. Get out of the car or I'm going to tase you. And uh, we came from a, a time where uh, we learned um, arrest tactics. And one of the things we learned is put your hands on the guy. Once the guy resists, then things escalate at that point. You don't go from officer presence to less than lethal uh, in, in one step. And I, I think that's a lost art maybe a lost idea i'm not sure
1: i think it's maybe <laughs> <some people laughs> of the, uh, uh, politics involved but people are just scared to put their hands on somebody
4: yeah I, I think that's part of it is that they are afraid that if they put their hands on somebody that that it's going to look bad you know but i think uh, i think robert and i were discussing that uh i think it's been 18 people that have been killed in taser accident type scenarios uh with involving the police and uh I think that's a lot fewer people that died from the carotid control technique, which we used to apply often, uh, back in the day, the carotid control technique is, it looks really bad. It, it, you know, arm around the neck. Um, but it works, it works. And, and it's, and when it's applied correctly, it works safely and there's been no issues with it. Um, the, um, the newer officers, um, perhaps don't go hands-on as well. And I think a lot of it has to do with the, with the politics. Uh, You can go through uh, YouTube videos of officer shootings and almost, almost every video you see one of the officers pulling up, uh, pulling up a taser during a, um, a um, life or death type situation, which is, which is not, not necessary. I, I I don't know the the solution. My my solution was I I quit carrying the taser. I I just didn't like it. I used it twice. It worked once. The second time it didn't work. Um, I just didn't like it myself.
2: Hey Robert, how
1: are you, man? Thanks for joining us, brother. Do it. Are you are you there, Robert? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you now. Yeah. Sorry about that, man. We were, uh, I know you're running late. we were we, 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 uh, we're, we're about to wrap up, man. Uh, we have uh 40 seconds. So whatever you can tell us, uh, we'd appreciate it. Um, yeah, yeah, so talking about, so was talking about the taser. I think that's really what it's about, right? Robert, maybe he's got yeah, the mic. i think can you yeah, guys I was saying, do you have anything to add to uh, to what Sol was saying?
3: No, just I know you're uh, rushed for time, so I think we can hit it on another segment. But I just think what we've talked about is that there's just been too much of a reliance on the taser, and even in deadly force situations, we're seeing officers
1: use it, and it's you're going to get people hurt, and you're going to it's going to lead to mistakes.
3: But oh, yeah. uh, big news day.
1: Yep, absolutely. All right, fantastic, everyone. We appreciate it. Unfortunately, we're out of time. We're out of time. But we'll see you next week on Battleground. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and, of course, we're on iHeart, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Apple, and Google.